the one five ninth aspect of nakshatras are important to consider and we'll tell the rules of why it is so you'll find out in a minute check your ascendant number one ascendant angle the cusp of your ascendant whatever planet is close to the ascendant especially if it is rahu ketu or jupiter are close to that cusp close to your ascendant angle that's the first rule number two if rahu or jupiter are your atma karaka we shall speak about this much later on number three if rahu and ketu are in one seven axis the first and the seventh axis Number four, if other planets are in conjunction with Rahu, Ketu or Jupiter in specific nakshatras, the focus being on specific nakshatras. And we'll deal with all the nine types of nakshatras here, really. Number five and the most important, if you have an exchange of lordship between the lords of nakshatras and or the dominance of one ruler of nakshatras in your chart for example if you have mercury and moon exchanging lords okay and then you have mercury dominated nakshatras this will be important and if jupiter is in that particular nakshatra of mercury you see what i'm saying so you've got to check which the ruler of the nakshatra is we have nine types basically nine classifications of three nakshatras each which makes it 27 so let's get into it so if you're looking at the chart, you see Rahu as 5th and ninth aspects. This is the 5th aspect of Rahu. We are taking 1st and 7th axis as an example. This is a blank chart, any chart. Okay. So Rahu, if it sits here, 5th aspect is looking at the 5th house. And ninth aspect is looking at the ninth house from the 1st. So this is being 1, this being 5th, this being ninth. In a similar way, if you see Ketu on the other side, because it's diagonally opposite, it will sit on the other side. Its fifth aspect is the eleventh house from the seventh house, and its ninth aspect is the third house. This is how Ketu will behave. If you take Jupiter, Jupiter, if it's sitting in the tenth house, for example, its fifth aspect is the second house, and ninth aspect is the sixth house. So this being the one, this being the five, and this being the nine. This is very important to consider. Why do we say so? Because now if you see 90% of your chart, whoever your chart is, wherever Rahu, Ketu and Jupiter are placed, just these three points have a dominant influence on the rest of the chart. Apart from these blanked out ones, which you see in the original color. Rahu has impact on these brown houses. Ketu has impact on these light brown houses. Jupiter on these yellow houses in our example. This is the singular reason why it's very, very crucial for you to understand these videos. Okay. And I will get into one by one, one of the nakshatras after this introduction. But before that, we shall consider for the purposes of this study, Rahu is the point of focus and drive where you want to go in this lifetime. Ketu as past life conquered territory or your karma which you have already learnt and knowledge and finished. Ketu brings all the past life into this life. So whatever you learnt experience and knowledge, whatever you are already an expert in is Ketu. Jupiter as the point of wisdom where you need to take assistance off. Okay consider it like that in this particular aspect now let's get into the nakshatras 
let's talk about the 159 code of Rahu nakshatras which is starting from Ardra, going into Swati and ending at Shatpisha. So it travels between Gemini, Libra and Aquarius. All the air signs, all Rahu signs, nakshatras, first of all go into air signs, follow that white triangle, yes? And they go in needle to Navam shaft starting from Sagittarius, okay? Going into the second pada of Capricorn, so Sagittarius first it will look for higher ideologies. In the second pada it will look for more grounding, more things to achieve, more work. In the third pada, as the triangle rotates, it comes to Aquarius. So Aquarius will be very, very conceptual in nature, having lots of revolutionary ideas. Let's look at what Rahu means, right? Rahu means unconventionality. Looking at things from a very unconventional perspective, non-mainstream, very independent thinking, very revolutionary thinking, being in the air science. And the last pada will go into Pisces, which is the most exalted form of Rahu Nakshatra. So it's 18 year Mahadasha for all those who are running it. And it will have the dominant effects of Rahu stories told and untold in this period. Right? Let's briefly look at what Rahu itself means before we get to the general characteristics. Rahu itself means unconventionality. Rahu did not get what he wanted to from the mythological tales. So he is all about breaking the boundaries of conventions, of rules, of traditions, the breaker of traditions. It always goes against the norms, against the traditions. That's Rahu energy. Because it wants to gain, gain things, all material comforts at all costs. I want to gain everything at all costs. My depths or by disease or by enemies, I will conquer all enemies. The greatest conqueror of enemies among all nakshatras is always Rahu. And they are always in air signs, they are always highly mental and abstract in nature. They have affect the mind first, that should give you a clue. Now let's see the general characteristics of Rahu nakshatras, Ardra, Swati and Shatpisha. So general characteristics of Rahu nakshatras will be this. Number one, Rahu says, I want everything, either by debt, either by disease or by enemies at all costs, basically. I want something, I'm going to go after it and I'm going to get it. Everything material. But I'm going to use the power of my unconventional thinking, be it in Ardra or Swati or in Shatvisha, I'm going to get that power of my mind to get all that I want. Material comforts, luxuries. That's what Rahu wants. Number two, the karma associated would be I require comfort of life and when I get it, I feel extremely happy. Rahu is the karka of material luxuries. It wants all kinds of material luxuries. It wants fancy cars, fancy houses, fancy partners, fancy anything, you name it, Rahu wants it. Anything modern, modern technology, everything to do with software, everything to do with IT, fancy phones, fancy houses, luxury cars, right? All of these things is Rahu. So number three, 
the nature of Rahu is when the hunger does not stop. Rahu is endless hunger. So one is born in this nakshatra either in ascendant or if Jupiter, Rahu, Ketu are sitting in any one of these axes, this becomes a dominant karmic thing. Something was not satisfied in the last birth. That hunger you have come to fulfill again this lifetime. Basically endless hunger. That's what you have come to solve in this lifetime. This is what it means to be born under these nakshatras. Especially if Rahu and Ketu themselves are sitting in any one of these axes. Or if even Jupiter is sitting in any one of these axes. It will be unconventional wisdom. Okay. Now let us finish up with checking out the triangle itself. What is the code we are looking at finally? Finally, as we can see, the one final code, the white triangle of Rahu, starts with Arthra, goes into Swati and finishes in Shatpisha. So if you have 18 year Rahu window, you will go to 6 years of these nakshatras yourself. Or in this case, we are talking about Rahu, Ketu, or Jupiter being in one of these epics in your natal chart. So what are the themes here we can uncover? First of all, you can see that last pada of each of these nakshatras is exalted. Yes, going into Pisces in Avamsha. Gemini going to Pisces for Arthra. Libra going into Pisces for Swati. And Aquarius going into Pisces for Shatvisha. What does this mean? This could mean one of the things it signifies is that Rahu is looking for moksha. Rahu is that headless demon which is looking for moksha, isn't it? So in Pisces is the moksha sign. So it is looking for moksha there. First in Arthra it is looking transformation through difficulties of life. Keen intellectual capacity. Note the Arthra characteristics happening everywhere. Okay. Keep watching for the airy aspect of Rahu itself, which plays in all these air signs. <coughs> Unconventional one. Keen intellectual capacity. Great sorrow and rejuvenation after that. Ardra. Easily influenced, determined. Acting to rise from ashes. Optimistic. Futuristic. Investigative. Shrewd. Intuitive power. Rahu is a lot of intuitive power. Emotions connected to intellect. That's what it shows up in Arthra as. Okay. Artistic comforts. Artistic comforts. They want comforts. Especially in Pada 4. Need freedom. Wanting to break from monotony. See the need freedom part in Ardra. Rahu wants freedom. Non-traditional. Free-spirited to the max. Once again, all Rahu characteristics. They love adventure. Life lesson is using anger and grief to transform negativity. This is the grief transformer as I have spoken of in the earlier one. Rahu has the grief transformer in Arthra. Now what happens in Swati? In Swati it has graduated a little bit. <clears throat> it is in Libra so it will be all about relationships for Swati. And going into Pisces it is looking for Emotional resolution to things, letting go of things, letting go of that obsessive nature of Rahu. So constant travel and movement because Libra is also travel. They are adaptable explorers, great communicators, want comforts and luxuries of life. We just spoke of that. Wants to look good, 
convincing diplomatic people, social people. Why all Libra characteristics coming in here? Public relations, independent, again, Rahu. Lots of ideas, Rahu. Only Rahu can give you the very unconventional ideas. Success-oriented, individualistic Rahu is very individualistic in a non-conventional way. They hate confrontation and conflicts. They are more of negotiators. The inner strength part of it is a lot in Rahu in Swati. Individuality is a lot. Individuality needs solitude for perfection and discovery of new territory. That's the life lesson in Swati. In Swati, Rahu was individual. I'll go my way. Rest of the world can go to dog shed. I'm going to go my way. That's Swati style. Coming to Shatvisha, it's in Aquarius. So it's think of all things Aquarius here. They can be physicians. They can be all about healing. Sixth from the sixth house, twelfth from the twelfth house is Aquarius. So it's all about the greatest healers, most unconventional healers born out of Aquarius. Within this nakshatra, Shatvisha, hundred physicians, That's what this nakshatra brings, okay? The healing power and of Varuna, with a lot of cosmic waters, comes very powerfully in Shatpisha. Very unconventional. Look at that. Once again, Rahu signature. Maverick. Visionary. Unconventional to the max. It's in Aquarius. The most exalted form of Rahu nakshatra will be in Aquarius, obviously. It's a ruler of Aquarius. Imaginative, unconventionally creative, compulsive. Again, once again, characteristic of Rahu is being compulsive. The OCD kind of people. Life lesson, the master of abstract uses connections to make things tangible. Everything to do with 11th house Aquarius. Making connections with people, social birds. Okay, They want to make connections with people to make their projects come true in Shatvisha. So that's the triangle of Rahu and it is looking for Moksha. It is looking for the last Pada of Pisces. Okay. Keep this in mind. See if you are Rahu or Ketu or Jupiter is in this axis because they look at one another or if you are running the 18 year Mahadasha of Rahu this will play up or other rules that I have spoken of any one of those exchange of lordships with the nakshatras etc 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 next we shall see jupiter nakshatras meanwhile take care comment if you find something interesting in your chart and i'll see you in the next with jupiter nakshatras